0: Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, Kevin AC. I'm the Padres beat writer. I'm ready for some strikeouts and to sweat in Texas. Jay Posner back joining me, Uh, my boss, uh, the guy who, you know, he just does everything. Jay, I I got through last week without you mostly. Um, How are you?
1: I'm doing fine, Kevin. You know, I I was preparing for you to be in Texas by actually suffering through (laughs) my own Texas type day on Saturday. I managed to time it perfectly Uh to be in the East Bay on Saturday. For an outdoor picnic on a 99 degree day, so huh. it felt oh. a lot like Texas, except without the humidity. So you you can throw right. that in uh, a little bit. It was but, very uh,
0: nice at AT and Park on the yes, bay there. I, I, yes, you know I
1: flew out of Oakland on on Saturday night, and it was very comfortable there. And there were a couple disappointed Padre fans on uh, okay. on our flight that evening, and and they probably were even more disappointed yesterday. Uh, that was the second time <laughs> yeah. in a week that it looked like the Padres had a had a big victory, not big, but I mean, had a had a good victory, and uh, it was, it was, I guess, handed away or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really, I'm not always <laughs> I'm not, really uh, good at this. But
0: another uh, victory by their by what was thought to be their chief, uh, certainly one of their chief trade pieces, and, and Brad Hand has blown two saves, uh, in, in a six day span, and obviously uh, he had finished up the series in uh, Atlanta uh, by not uh, losing that game but uh giving up a couple runs on a on a two-run home run uh, has not been uh fantastic. We can talk about that if you would like, Jay. Well, I uh, just think how about yesterday. Go how ahead. about Andy Green?
1: Andy Green, I, you know, I'm I'm you're never going to be a fan of putting the the winning run okay. on base, but I, I I read your story and I I saw a tweet from our our friend and colleague AJ Casavelle who said that that actually increased the win probability of the Giants by, f- by 4% by putting uh, Posey uh-huh. on base, but at the same time, uh-huh. Andy Green had his reasons for not wanting the game to go beyond 11 innings, and he felt like that move was either, from what you explained as well, that move was going to either hasten a victory or hasten defeat. Um, so he, and, did
0: he put Buster Posey on after a double by Andrew McCutcheon in the bottom of the 11th inning. Now Buster Posey, a better matchup against Brad Hand, up comes Brandon Crawford, who I believe it's bad, 5 uh, four 11. No, one, one for, one 11. for 11 No, 1-for-11. 1-for-11 with five hand. strikeouts.
1: Yeah, I mean, the problem against, is, and look, let's be honest, the problem, the decision is the decision. Yeah. Everything yeah. comes down to what happens on the field after that. The decision does not factor in that Brad Hand's going to throw a horrible pitch <laughs> and, and hit Brandon Crawford. I mean, in that situation, left-handed hitters are, you know, what hitting 0-70 or something against Brad Hand. Mm-hmm. The idea is Brad Hand gets out Brandon Crawford, and then are you? Would you rather face have have face Buster Posey, or would you rather face Hunter Pence? And
0: Hunter Pence can't hit anybody except Brad Hand, evidently, <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't exactly. a terrible pitch. So yeah. So, but the thing is, is we're, we're talking about a week now of of, of Brad Hand. You know, not terrible pitches, but some terrible. You know, know, that pitch Brad to McCutcheon was a terrible
1: anything.
0: pitch. And uh, Brad Hand hasn't done anything easy all season.
1: That's true, and I, I, just, I think I think that's one of the concerns. And I think I'm sure people yep. who are scouting him probably noticed that. But at the same time, I think it was what in the 21 innings before the Atlanta game, he had given up two runs. So it, it wasn't like he was being battered around or anything. He had a week like nope. this earlier in the season. I think if you're the Padres and you are looking to trade him, you hope that he puts together, you know, look, this is a bad stretch. He comes back now, throws in some some good outings, and, and he's, I, I still think he's a valuable trade piece. I don't think people are going to lose interest based on a couple of games. Now, if he goes out and, you know, blows five of the next six saves, then, you know, wow. I think there's something else to talk about.
0: And there is, uh, by the way, what five weeks left before the trade deadline? So obviously the All Star break in there, but there, but, but there is time. And I don't know, maybe um, certain people were overvaluing what Brad Hand was. Uh, you know, a lot of times baseball people value a guy different than what uh, the the rest of us do. Well, I'm and, sure the Padres and,
1: have a high value on him, and they should. I mean, we've mm-hmm. talked about this before. There, there's no reason to give a guy like Brad Hand away. Right. I mean, you you want Brad Hand to to bring you back a valuable piece or two in your, in your rebuilding project. And I still think that Brad Hand can do that. Um, but you know, you're probably not going to trade him today cause I don't know that anybody's going to be, you know, people are going to want to see him bounce back from this. I have seen Brad Hand enough over the past two or three years where I, I would be confident that he would, that he would bounce back off of these, you know, couple bad outings and, I think the bullpen is
0: something to keep an eye on that they have been able to what they what is really if you just look at the numbers uh, been a high workload for a lot of these guys that they've been able to uh, space them out and really work on okay well this is what we're going to do well they ran into a tough spot this weekend with Jordan Lyles and uh, you know they're, they've just, they, they have nine pitchers in the bullpen again. Uh, they've got a couple off days coming, uh, up here in the next week. So that's good. But I do think that, uh, they've been relying on that bullpen an awful lot and they're putting them in high stress situations with pitchers, you know, that, that's more difficult than just uh innings that you're up by four runs or, or whatever, and so I, I just think there's there's a high uh, there, there's a lot on this bullpen right now. We should no, there, probably keep an eye on that. I,
1: I would agree. I mean, they, looking at the innings pitched on the on the staff, I mean Clayton Richards thrown hundred innings. Tyson Ross has thrown eighty nine, and the next guy down is Jordan Lyles, who's at sixty six, and he's on the DL. Um, you know, Eric Lowers started twelve games and he's pitched fifty seven innings. Uh, you know, you would like that. Yeah. You would like him to be averaging more like six innings a start than you know under five. So, uh Lucchese's at at forty nine innings for ten starts. So, I, I think there's no doubt with those couple guys in the rotation. Sure, you're seeing what they can do for the future, but you're also with the there's also the idea that they're not going to go as deep into games as people like Richard and and Ross. So. Um, okay, so
0: it's before we talk about the Strikeout Palooza that's coming up here with the two teams that that strike out more than anybody and it's unbelievable that the Rangers don't even have to bat their pitcher most of the time. Right, right. Uh, but Jordan Lyles didn't feel a pop, didn't feel pain. Okay, that's great and and maybe the the Padres will order some MRIs and and it'll be all clear and everything. But you know what? Um the Nelson Lamette didn't feel a pop or any pain either. So there there really isn't uh, any way for us uh, to know. And I'm going to tell you why the Padres a lot of times don't get an MRI on, on a guy based on the evaluation of doctors and trainers. They say, you know what? We don't think this is necessary. Um, because we don't think there's structural damage is, you're going to go in and you're going to find out that every pitcher has something in their elbow. There's not a a, a UCL that isn't partially torn. And and, uh, this is something I've learned over the last couple months here. Um, And so you go in and suddenly you put it in a pitcher's head that ooh, he's got a partial UCL tear. Ooh, and then his agent gets involved, and the family gets involved, and and if the pitcher wants it, the pitcher gets it. The the, the MRI, the Padres aren't preventing anybody from getting an MRI. But I, I wanted to bring that up because uh, that's always the question. And look, I came from covering the NFL, where if a guy sneezed uh, <laughs> awkwardly, they put him, you know, they, they put him under some imaging. Right, uh, right. Here, they they trust their doctors, and 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 the Padres aren't the only ones. By the way, you're not. It's just not regular that the. Uh, people are going in to get MRIs all the time in in baseball and and that's one of the reasons is look we know what we're going to find there's a problem there but based on these exercises we've done this that we've done we do not believe there's structural damage I actually think the Padres are doing absolutely right by Jordan Lyles
1: yeah I just think that it's hard if you follow this team or or almost any team really Uh I mean look at the Dodgers and the injuries they've had I mean as a, just another example, but it's when somebody leaves with, you know,
0: <laughs> forearm
1: tightness or sore elbow yeah. or that kind of thing, it's hard not to be pessimistic, uh, about, about the, you know, what's actually sure. happening with that, with that pitcher. And, and all you can do is, is hope for the best. And, and you know, you, you don't want to see any of these guys, uh, hurt and we'll see what happens after things calm down a little bit. And hopefully Lyle's, uh ho- hopefully Lyles comes back and and Enjoy is able to pitch during the second half of the season because Kevin I'm not sure you're aware but your your first season back on the baseball beat is reaching of course it's probably past the halfway mm-hmm. point when you count spring training but tonight is game 81 and the, mm. uh, the the Padres the Padres come in at uh 35 and 45 I believe
0: 35 35 and, and 45
1: they were they were 10 okay. they were t- it's interesting I was was looking up their record and, and the Rangers record the Padres started 10 and 20 they're 25 and 25 since that point the Rangers started 13 and 23 and they're 21 and 22 uh, since then so both teams have played better the the Rangers just had a seven game win streak yeah. snapped yesterday but that followed a seven game losing streak. Uh, that immediately preceded it. The Padres have lost 7 of 8 and 8 of 10, and that was after winning 11 of 15. I think that's what you're going to get with teams like the Rangers and the Padres that just aren't that great, is that you're going to have these stretches where they they play really well for a couple of weeks, and then they don't. And you never know when it's going to you know, turn around. As I said, that the Rangers lost 7 in a row, and people probably thought, oh my god, they're never going to win again. And then... And then they won seven in a row. So we go in tonight with uh, with Joey Lucchese getting another oh, start after his, his terrible outing last week. And Cole, and Cole Hamels, who of course is familiar to people here as a product of Rancho Bernardo High School and a, a World Series winner with the Phillies. And I actually heard ESPN on the Phillies game last night talking about, hey, maybe Cole what, Hamels will get traded back to the Phillies. Uh, he, well, he would certainly you- be a trade piece at this point in his – Career on a on a Rangers team that's yes. that's going nowhere.
0: Why, why would they not? I mean, I, <laughs> I absolutely not surprised by that. This kid is, is a wonder. I can call him a kid. You can call him a kid. He's thirty four years old. He's still eating up innings. I think he and Clayton Richard, among lefties, uh, the you know the most uh, the most innings over the last month and a half. Uh, he goes six seven every time. His ERA playing for this terrible team in the American League is like. Uh, what under
1: three three? Yeah, uh, three point four one. But yeah, pitching on okay. a on a on a bad team in a hitters in a hitters park and and the uh, the Rangers are 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 thirteenth in AL ERA. I, I did want to talk mm. a little bit if uh, about the halfway point and okay. and what we've seen in the first half. And I so I, I I pulled up a couple numbers here and the these are National League rankings on the on the Baseball Reference stats here, but the Padres are. Fourteenth out of fifteen NL teams in home runs. Fourteenth in walks mm-hmm. drawn. Fifteenth in strikeouts. Fifteenth in on base percentage. Fourteenth in slugging percentage. Fifteenth in OPS. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we're what we're seeing is, and there's only a couple guys who have done much offensively. Hosmer yeah. uh, is one of them. Uh, Villanueva has the home runs. Not a good batting average or on base, but he has you know slugged almost five hundred. The problem with this, you know, one of the problems with this team is the offense, the players on offense are not producing at this point. Now, is this a sign that they're always going to be like this? I guess that's what we're finding out. I mean, Jose Perella has been a big disappointment this year, coming off of a season Hmm. last year. his, His numbers are not much better than Freddie Galvis on offense, and you expected that from Freddie Galvis. That's who Freddie Galvis is, but did not quite expect that. From Perella. Mark did not expect what we've seen from Margot, although he's been better uh, recently. Hunter Renfro's shown some signs. You know, you see an on-base percentage of three nineteen. I mean, that's a pretty good improvement for him. What, what, what has struck you about the offense during the first half of this season?
0: There's absolutely no consistency unless you would say it's been bad. That, that's it. <laughs> they consistently uh, can't get on
1: base or score runs, right?
0: Right, and 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 then you're putting all this on Eric Hosmer, and 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 certainly Will Myers. You would think. I mean, was it going to at least be good for, you know, the occasional home run and for getting on base, uh, you know, three twenty clip or whatever? And that could that have made a big difference? Okay, sure. Um, but Jose Perella was hitting a home run every thirty at bats last year, right? Right, um, right. And he has one this year, and whatever it is now, three hundred, almost three hundred. <laughs> right,
1: over three hundred plate <laughs> appearances.
0: Yeah, played. A pair. So, um and you you've been wanting to test out a bunch of guys and and you're jumbling the lineup constantly and they're they're just not very good and I keep trying to find new ways to get Andy Green to to say that or to <laughs> talk about it. Um and it, and it's impossible and I wouldn't expect him to necessarily. It's part of the cat and mouse game. Uh that they're just not very good. They are now I, I believe it's still, for the rest of the season, going to be an audition process, uh, even for, say, Will Myers. Okay, Will, what are you going to do in the second half? Are, are they going to be better in the second half? Um, Hunter Renfro, Christian Villanueva, um, Corey Spangenberg even. Mm-hmm. Uh, can Corey Spangenberg be that, that utility guy on a championship-level team? Because uh, he's shown signs. Uh, obviously, Manny Margot. So we're still... I think they're they're hoping that a lot of this work that they're doing uh, um, with every single guy and and a different sort of philosophy offensively uh, that that it clicks. Right now, yeah, so it's it's absolute lack of consistency and they just don't have a lot of good players, and that's a shame because I I, I, the starting pitching has been. We thought it was terrible. It's not terrible, certainly lately. And Clayton Richard has been a revelation. Uh, I, I. love to watch him pitch um who knows we'll see Joey Lucchese bouncing back tonight I think Eric Lauer has figured this thing out I think he's always going to be the guy where you're on the edge of your seat you know <laughs> like uh, how is how exactly is this working that this guy's getting through six uh innings allowing one run um you talked about the yeah you know what the guy can't get past the sixth inning um okay they would like to see more if this guy were throwing seven every time they'd be kind of tapering him down toward the end of the season oh so, of course um, of course uh, now we're also going to be seeing. Uh, we're going to be seeing Brett Kennedy. I think Luis Perdomo is going to be back up soon. Uh, there's still a whole lot left to see, but the, the whole theme of this, the rest of this season, the second half uh, that, that's starting is the same as the first, which is let's see what we got because we got to take care of this 40 man roster.
1: So, do you think that we see, let's say, in the outfield going forward, especially with you know, unfortunately, Cordero uh, not coming back anytime soon? Do, do we see Myers in left, Margot in center, mm-hmm. and then kind of Renfro and Jankowski platooning for most of the season and just see, and, and see what happens. Yeah. Because, I mean, they have to play... I mean, they've got to play Myers every day, and to me, they've got to play Margot every day uh, or, or virtually and it's every day And leaning well.
0: toward... If, if Hunter Renfro can play, hit home runs, like, better than he is now, obviously, but, like, you, you see these signs... And they're playing him more. I think Hunter Renfro is a guy that they really want to to find out. I think they know what they have in Jankowski. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I don't think Jankowski. I
1: mean, we've talked about this before. I don't see Jankowski as a starting outfielder going right. forward. Uh, I see him as a perfect fourth. Or fifth guy that yes. kind of like the role Matt Caesar is playing now, where he comes in on double switches, he's a defensive replacement, that sort of thing. I think you're right. They need to find out is Hunter are Hunter Renfro and Manny Margot going to be the kind of players yes. that they can count on to be legitimate players on a legitimate team.
0: I think I bet super Super impressed with what Hunter Renfro has done. Turning his splits around, um, you know, dealing with the the, uh, the uh, let's call it adversity of are you even going to be on this team? <laughs> what do they think of you? Um, and you know, you're, you struggle in these areas, and he's gotten better in those. Well but to be a part of what they consider, when I use the word championship team, that might sound laughable to, to us, right? But that's what they're shooting for. So can Hunter Renfro be a starting right fielder on a championship team? And, and you know, I love Travis Jankowski, Uh and I think he could bring a lot to a championship team, but not as the, the, the starting guy.
1: Right, and I think that's where they are with a lot of these guys, is they have a lot of, you know, fifth infielders and fourth outfielders at this point. And, but it is it is good to... To see them audition. I mean, it's, it, you know, they tried it with Brian Mitchell. It obviously didn't work out uh, with him. But I, I do think it would be good to see some of these other guys, like you mentioned, Kennedy and see Perdomo back here. And, look, I've been impressed with Matt Strom. I mean, how could you not be with what he's has oh able
0: goodness.
1: to do? And, and maybe he's a part of the rotation uh, going forward as well. And uh, pitching, you know, we'll have to see whether – Tyson Ross, what does every time Tyson Ross pitches, I wonder is this the last time we're going to see him? Um, and I, I guess w- there's no way to know the answer to that until it happens. But I, I still think a month from now, I'll be surprised if if Tyson Ross is on this team. Uh, should, should I not be? Virtually
0: guaranteed. I, I would say that it. I would say it's like virtually guaranteed as long as someone has something. And since he's not under control and he's older, it doesn't have to be as much. Um, But here's one thing. I'm trying to get my arms around what the Padres are doing because everything they're doing is about 20 and 21, really. And so... Yeah, they want prospects, but they want good prospects, you know? You can't just start throwing names out there or, or numbers out there. They want really good prospects. And then for every good prospect they get, Jay, oh, my gosh, is that going to be where's this guy at in, in the uh, you know, how many years does he have? Um, because is that another guy we're going to have to worry about fitting on our 40-man roster um, or getting nothing for him, you know? Right, There's just right. so many things this team has to consider. Now, Jay, in no way am I saying I, I agree with you that, that Tyson Ross – is a guy who they are actively, they are open for business on Tyson Ross and virtually everyone else, by the way. Well, but, I was going to say, um, it, it
1: seems like, a, I mean, look at a, a Craig Stammons, 34 years old also. I mean, uh-huh. is there is now how much market is there for him? I don't know. Kirby Yates, there's certainly well, more of a market for him uh, well, based, Matt based on game. his incredible, you know, the guy's got 37 strikeouts in 32 innings and an ERA under one. I mean, that, that's a guy that I'm sure would draw interest elsewhere.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm—I I'm re- wouldn't say it if I wasn't reasonably certain. But you know, this is again first year uh, on, on the beat. Uh, Batstrom came in a trade for the Maurer Buchter to the Royals, right? Yeah, was yeah, Trevor, right?
1: Tr- um, Tra- okay, Trevor Cahill. Cahill, is that right? Yes, yes.
0: Okay, now so to the
1: A's to the Ro- with the Royals, I think.
0: The Ro- to the Royals, and then now those guys all, in. <laughs> but but yeah, to the Royals, and so and Batstrom is the kind of guy. That you know, let's say the Padres are ever in the World Series, like that's the kind of guy where you know, they do those stories. How are the teams built, yep. and they talk about this trade to get Matt Strom, right? Yep. And then we ignore the Brian Mitchells and all that because now they're in the World Series, and AJ Preller is the best, the, you know, a genius. Well, I think um, that's but, where
1: but, we look at. I look at Chris Paddock as exactly. a guy like that. That wow, that you know, they traded Fernando Rodney and got yep. and got Chris Paddock. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to look. Let's not go Larry Anderson. Every trade's not Larry Anderson. Jeff Bagwell. <laughs> but or Doyle Alexander John Smoltz to really date myself but those are the oh. kind of tra- of, tra- of trade day you know trading deals in July that you want to pick up and you're absolutely right Matt Strom is the guy uh, that's come out of that trade where you say wow that was a, that was a great move to get a guy like Matt Strom without giving up much.
0: So you brought up Craig Stammen and made me think, you know, there are all sorts of packages that can be done, too. Sure. Because I honestly believe, and, and you know, this is when I say honestly believe. I mean, I've been trying to get my arms around this and talking to people that we are going to see these types of, like, packages where it is, you know, the, the Padres sending two or three people. Uh, and, and one of the things that happens then is that one of the byproducts think it's the primary reason you want to get back good players uh, but one of the byproducts is you're clearing space too right and I think that happened last roster. year
1: they sent three the, the, sent those three pitchers all to the Royals uh-huh. and got back um, you know Strom and the um, left-hander who I've already forgotten
0: um, the salary yeah uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Travis um, Travis so wood I think it was
0: Travis you know, wood that, so that came back they, and you,
1: and that was a guy where you thought well maybe they can turn him around maybe they can't and if they don't it, he's easy enough to get rid of and and, um, and
0: they knew that, right? And you know, look, Matt Strom is what Brian Mitchell wasn't. <laughs> um, no, there's no uh, uh, doubt.
1: And I, and you know, real real quick because we're we're running pretty long yep. here. But I mean, Robert Stock, you know, there. Look at that guy. Who what a great story uh, <laughs> comes up yesterday. I mean, obviously, if he if they had won the game and everything, it would have been even uh, even a more of a fairy tale story, but that was a guy that looked really good. He got put in a hole uh, you know, with a man on second and nobody out and he pitched out of it and and looked really good. And he's another guy like a Jose Castillo that I'm I'm really he's a lot older, but I, he's another guy I'm looking to to watch in the second half and see what you know what can this guy be?
0: Uh, absolutely. And, and another guy who like like Castillo, there were certain people saying, Hey, let's see, let's see him, and then you're like, well, but where? Where's the room? Well, the room always happens. Eventually, yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna need a pitcher. So, what, does Robert Stock stick? Let me tell you something. If he's blazing 98 with that slider too, yeah, he'll stick for a while. Right. Uh, right. You know, same with Jose Castillo. Um, heck, they keep. Maybe they'll get up to ten relievers in, in their bullpen. They'll just go with a three-man rotation after they trade Tyson Ross. I don't know. Um, all right, Jay. I'm gonna have to go outside at some point. I can't keep putting it off forever.
1: Oh man, I'm sorry. I will enjoy the. These are both. These teams are both in 12th place in their respective leagues. So enjoy the uh, enjoy the battle for 12 <laughs> supremacy uh, here. And we will uh, we will talk to you on Friday when you're back in San Diego for a whole weekend of, uh, yes, of, of uh, three three whole home games before another road trip. <laughs> All right. I'll
0: talk to you later. Thanks, Thanks for Kevin. joining us.